as the world awaits the return of the Andy Demanio Show on this beautiful Friday, the 8th of October. Yes, it's that time again, folks. It's Friday. It is the Andy Demanio Show. Andy Kimball here. We have Amanda Love 8,000 miles away in the beautiful offices there in the UK, wherever she's broadcasting from today. I don't know, the Eiffel Tower, the Coliseum, the, you know, the, 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 the fugue, the, 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 what do you call it, the fugue, the, uh, oh. anyway. If only called, I was yeah. in when I was playing students. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, Amanda? Happy day. Happy That's Friday. Good, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Yeah, how about you? I'm doing fine. Fine, Andy here. You know, catching up on all the news, seeing what we're going to talk about today. So much going on that we oh, will uh, know, get. Right? We'll get to eventually. I don't know if you heard. Um, uh, get, you know, also today um, uh, we're going to. Are we doing the? Are we doing the Adams Family today? Or are we going to go behind the scenes of the Adams Family? I've got that information with me. Um, I didn't know how much we were squeezed into this show. Um, so, yeah, I've got it if we want to do it. If um, we've got time to do it, I can I can throw that in the all mix. Right. No problem at all. <laughs> all right. we, might do, we might do that. I know we have Lee Van Dusen joining us again at the half hour to resume our conversation about retail investing, the AMC stock squeeze, GameStop, what's going on, uh, short-term versus long-term buys in the stock market, the stock market rally, which occurred as a result of the uh, the House and the Senate approving the extension of the national debt ceiling to December 8th, which is not going to be a I think. But the market was tumbling while that was happening, and I went from 31% up to 13% up to negative, watching everything go down the red. But, hey, I turned everything off. I didn't care. I'm like, oh, just wait. I'll wait. Turned everything <laughs> back on and turned everything's going back up. You know, So I didn't look today yet, but we're gonna, we'll hit that. At, uh, when Lee joins us, we'll see what the market's doing, what AMC's doing, what's going on with that squeeze. Is that going to happen or not? Or when, if it's going to happen, when is it going to happen? You know, man, oh, man. Go, yeah. Hey, I you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. Not, not that he's going to know the answer to that, but at least we'll have a conversation discussion about it and see what we – we'll put our heads together and see exactly. if we come up with some kind of conclusion. Also, I don't know if you heard, Amanda, you know about the uh, – because we talked about this, the – Texas state law abandoning abortions if, if a mm. heartbeat is, uh, is detected after six weeks and so on and so forth. Yeah. Then any any citizen can sue anybody else if they if they think that person has aided somebody in, in getting an abortion for a, a maximum of ten thousand dollars. And you know, just unbelievable. Like Texas is going back to the uh, I don't know to the pre Roe v Wade, obviously, but even before that, you know. Yeah. But what happened was a federal judge just recently uh, overturned mm-hmm. it and blocked it. It's it's no it's not in effect. The federal judge said you can't. Well, no federal way. law, it was, yeah, it's actually blocked right now. Um, and, you know, as as we have said, a lot of people probably scratched their head and said, wait a minute, isn't Roe v. Wade? Isn't that a Supreme Court decision in 1972? Wasn't that like a a, a federal deal? The federal Supreme Court said in the United States of America, like it or not. Everybody can have different thoughts and opinions and so forth on the issue. We've discussed quite a bit on this show, um, but it's a it's 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 a law that that abortion is in fact legal in the United States of America and is up to the woman, her uh, significant yes. other, her clergy, her friends, her family, her life, her health, all these other factors, and it, it's up to her whether she wants to terminate a pregnancy or not. It is not up to the state. It's the, it's the, it's a federal law that was passed. And uh, again, there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of conflict, a lot of discussion, uh, and even even um, executions of physicians who worked at, at abortion clinics uh, by uh, yeah. by imbeciles and uh, maybe lunatics who, who didn't agree with that decision and kill people, go out and become murderers. Um, you know. But anyway, so the federal judge said, "Wait a minute, it's 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 a federal law. You can't you can't <laughs> exempt yourself, Texas. Sorry." 
Um, and uh, we're going we're gonna to hear – I want to play something real quick and, and, and cut the chase here. We're going to hear um, a Dr. Scott, who was a, a GOP witness in Texas at the time when they were going to, to pass this, which they, which they did pass it at one point, um, where she was asked by a, a, a Texas state legislature if what would happen if her daughter was raped. Her daughter was raped. What would she do? How would she handle that? And, how, and, and if her daughter became pregnant, how would she handle that pregnancy? Let's take a listen. If God forbid your daughter were raped, do you believe that your daughter should be forced to carry the fetus to term? In the event, and I just want to say um, for the record that the, the stories that I've heard from women today of their abortions make me very sad. I, I feel for every woman that has been through that horrendous situation and had to make that horrendous decision. I am working it's, for a world where women do not ever have to address that decision. But I would say that in the case of a rape, women generally know that they've been raped. And a woman can find out that she is I'm pregnant. I'm asking you a simple question, Dr. Scott. In the case, even after a detectable fetal heartbeat under SBA, were your daughter raped? Would you believe that she should be forced to carry the baby to term as required by SBA? If my daughter were pregnant as a result of rape, that would be extraordinarily sad. And I think that is evidence of the broken world that we are living in. Ma'am, you don't want to answer the question. You're being evasive. And this is the hypocrisy which characterizes people like you having an opinion as to how you would treat your own daughter, but forcing other daughters and sisters and women in the state of Texas to go through a wholly, entirely different experience. Yeah, and there we go. There we go. So fucking true as well, Andy. I mean, uh, hearing her struggle like that, she was, yeah, she's clearly being evasive. She's like, shit, well, I can't say yes that, you know, I would, I would want her to get rid of that child because, well, she'd get in trouble, right? I mean, she could have just said, she could have just said, he he asked a direct question. She could have provided a direct answer followed by, if you don't like it, I'm going to whoop you. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Open a can of whoop ass on you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. Also, uh, so anyway, so that uh, the the anti-abortion law prohibiting abortion you know in texas has been mm. thwarted by a a also a 400 page report was recently issued regarding trump's nine attempts nine attempts to overturn the november election oh. not nine attempts we're going to hear a clip from um senator dick durbin of um Connecticut, who's the majority whip, yeah, and um, he's the uh, state, yeah, he's a state uh, representative from Connecticut, a um, majority whip, and we're going to hear his uh, his um, uh, he's you know head of the the committee that is investigating, and uh, we're going to take um, a listen to his reaction to that report. Alrighty. Let's take it one step at a time. I don't think uh, Mr. Trump's aides are ever going to ask me for advice, but I would suggest uh, modestly follow the law instead of the ravings of this former president. 
he is uh, doesn't have the power to pardon you. What, what he's talking about is four aides, four former Trump aides were subpoenaed by Congress to testify, and Trump told them, don't go. Because of the evidence that you might present. We were a half step away from a constitutional crisis, the likes of which this nation has never seen. Think back on this. November 3rd election. Trump disputes the results, refuses to accept them, goes to 50 or 60 courts across the United States to make his case, flops and fails on every single one of them. Next step, let's go to the Department of Justice. He's got a new attorney general, acting attorney general Jeffrey Rosen, calls him immediately, and as the record uh, we presented shows, on nine different occasions, either on the phone or calling him into the White House, is badgering this man to buy into the big lie theory gives him these crazy theories of vote fraud generated by none other than Rudy Giuliani and others off the Internet, and Rosen just basically says, no, they're not credible, I'm not going to do it. Then comes the moment where Trump basically threatens to take away his title as Attorney General and put his buddy, Jeffrey Clark, in the position. I want to tell you, at that moment, January 3rd or 4th of this year, uh, it was a critical moment in our nation's history. Thank goodness the president relented at the last second. His own counsel, Pat Cipollone, basically said it was a murder-suicide pact that he was considering mm-hmm. and that there were going to be resignations all across the country if he did anything this radical. But the president was prepared to do this up until the very last minute. Put that in simple terms, I believe what they're saying, well, it wasn't a coup, it was only an attempted coup. Well, that's the basic evidence before us. It was an attempt by the President of the United States to persuade the Attorney General to do something unprecedented in American history and without, a, without any support in the law. And he failed in that effort, but he sure as hell tried. Nine different occasions, relentlessly badgering this acting Attorney General. Thank goodness he stood his ground. Merrick Garland, the new Attorney General, has established new standards for communication between the White House and the Department of Justice. The last time we took a serious look at this, there was a president named Nixon in office, and we were in the middle of Watergate. But it's time to take a look at the standards of communications. Mark Meadows, every time some harebrained theory would cross his desk, was calling the acting attorney general saying, here's proof positive, investigate this one. Well, those sorts of things go way beyond the bounds of what we thought were the established standards. The second thing is to say that the Department of Justice has no business trying to change the outcome of an election in the United States. Go after alleged illegality, for sure. But changing the outcome of the election, hold back. That's just way too far. Yes. Wow. Uh, so so what happened was uh, uh, four Trump aides, again, as I was saying earlier, were subpoenaed uh, to, to testify. And uh, Trump, who's a private citizen right now, and obviously can't pardon them any more than you and I could, um, mm-hmm. told them, don't go to this. And right. <laughs> uh, okay, well, man, why don't you go tell him not to go? <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I'll get straight on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's um, the crazy stuff going on with him, really, isn't there? Yeah. Oh my God, it's just amazing. But we have—it's uh, good to be back here. We had to skip our show on Wednesday because we had all about the internet. This is an internet. Show We're on Internet Blog Talk Radio here online, broadcast around the world. People are listening to us in countries around the world right now. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Of course, our pod- podcast is becoming more and more popular around the world as well, mostly in North America and the U.K., Mexico, Germany, Australia, South Africa. Um, and we, we, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, which most are, welcome aboard and want to let you know that you're free to take part in the show. 
Maybe. Maybe you're free. <laughs> we'll, we'll decide. <laughs> we'll decide. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Call in. You know, worst comes worst, you'll listen. You know what I'm saying? But you're free to Call take part in the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Whatever time zone that is in the world. I know it's 8 p.m. in the U.K. We have a significant yeah. audience there as well. And um, that would be noon uh, in Hollywood, California. And um, wherever you are in the world, you figure it out on your own, you know. But that's what time we're on live. And you, you get on the show by dialing 515-605-9888 and see if we decide yes. to take your call or not. You know what I mean? You never know. You might. You might. <laughs> anyway. Aww, we don't, don't want people to, no, we don't be frightened, my loves. Come on. Don't be frightened. Yeah. We, we we love the, the, the banter and the, the, the talk with you. We love hearing your, your opinion on things that we talk about and whatever's on your mind going on in the world. We just want to express your passion about that we're here we want to listen that view is the right one ah yes <laughs> don't listen to andy listen to amanda just forget what i said <laughs> no i have no idea what i'm talking about oh yes I you cr- do i crush your fingers and, you know what i mean yeah because you know we, we try to we try to give uh, you know our insights and 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 correct interpretations of and behind the scenes of the news we've had former yeah. presidents on the show uh, Richard Nixon, and we're going to play a little excerpt of. Uh, I should have said what this was before I play it. Uh, of an interview we had uh, with the uh, with the late uh, uh, a great <laughs> President Richard Nixon. It's great to have you with us, uh, former President. Thank you so much for joining our show again. What do you think of our commentary on the news so far? I have never heard or seen such outrageous, vicious, distorted reporting. Perhaps what happened is that. What we did uh, brought it about. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Thank you, Dick. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm trying not to cough again, guys. I apologize. I have to keep muting my mic and dipping in and out every now and again because I have this little tickle on my chest. By the way, I've just been given antibiotics for that, so I should be oh, you were top form. Yeah, yeah, I've literally just been given them because I've been trying to uh, clear the issue on my own with uh, various methods and, um, you know, disgusting and some not so disgusting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, unfortunately, and I've resorted to uh, antibiotics. Yeah. I've got a note here. Yeah, I've got a note here yes. that says, Andy, try not to make Amanda laugh. Just right on my desk. Big red legs. Don't make a man. Uh, well, that hasn't worked. You haven't, you haven't stuck to it, have you, Andy? <laughs> I'm working. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it to laugh. I don't care if I cough. I just make sure I don't okay. do it in people's ears who are listening to this show. Bless. So, um,. I was going to say, God, why it always happens to me? I'm about to say something. Talk about something. I don't remember what it is. Oh, we're supposed to get rain in California yeah. today. It was First what? Of, oh, rain in California. Yeah, we're supposed to. Yeah, they're saying. Oh. I, I got to tell you something. If I didn't, no, I could, we didn't have a show Wednesday. Early, I what? guess it must have been Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. We yeah. had, for the first time, I think in years, I might be off on that, but as far as I remember, I think it's been years. We mm-hmm. had cracking lightning and thunder here in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I haven't yeah. heard since I left the East Coast. That was, you know, East Coast or thunderstorm, you know, whatever, Maryland. Yeah. You know, New York, Philadelphia, whatever, Boston, thunder, you know. We never get mm. thunder and 
or in Rainier. I didn't say never, but we, it's very rare. And um, we, you know, cracking thunder, bam, lightning, you know, I'm like, whoa. Wow. It's been, I missed it. I didn't miss yeah. the thunder, I heard it. But I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, sorry, uh, off the moment. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I know what you yeah. mean, though, because oh, I love thunderstorms so much. I mean, I, I, you know, I feel bad when I hear all the stories afterwards about like, emerging the news of this family died or somebody got struck by lightning, and I feel really bad because when a thunderstorm happens, I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, bring it. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the lightning and hearing the loud rumbles. And, and I, I couldn't wait to get out to the shopping center to hear the reaction of all the people who were, uh, who were <laughs> you know, because it's pouring and stuff, like you know, people in the stores and shopping oh, yeah. and the cars. And I took my little uh, my little tip recorder out and I recorded I get to, I, I recorded everybody what the reaction was so it's just the oh, thunder fantastic. and then it's, it's, you listen to this man so because we okay. never get thunder in L A so you got to wonder how the people are going to respond and I, we caught of it course. pretty good on the Andy Demander show. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bless them. Uh, and, and we asked, we we asked, what what what's making this? Why is it th- suddenly out of nowhere? It's suddenly thunder and lightning in Los Angeles. And we asked. I understand that scientists will soon make it possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that cracking thunder and lightning though is something else, isn't it? Because I remember being a kid and hearing the massive storms that we used to have, and and it sounded such like a deep boom, and it'd be like, oh my god, you felt everything in your home shake. And the vibration of the sound. I remember hiding under the covers in my bed. And my mum said, it's okay, it's okay, don't worry. It's just God moving the furniture around. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it didn't stop me from being it's unbelievable. And, and some yeah. people thought it was, some people, you know, thought it was just like a... Uh, it's a Democrat yeah. hoax. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why not, right? They get blamed for everything else. So. <laughs> Moving right along, uh, Congress yeah. here in Washington D.C. Um, now, you know, they were um, when they meet, they do the, uh, they typically would do the pledge of allegiance to the flag. You know, they all gather and they start a session and they, you know, put their hand over their something, whatever it might be, their heart or somewhere else in the body, and they um, and they recite the pledge of allegiance. That was recently changed by a majority rule. They took a vote as to how they're going mm-hmm. to begin uh, congressional sessions, and it began uh, on on Wednesday's uh, session. Uh, we have a, have a copy of that here, and here's how you're going to hear how uh, the United States Congress uh, what what happens when they initially sit down and begin a session. Uh, what have, they've done to replace the Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody say orgasm loud. <laughs> She gets around. She really so, does. It's something else. It's a, it's amazing here, you know. But and you know, uh, some people didn't like that but, too much. But but, but 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 Yeah yeah. Oh, that's a that's a new uh, well not a new concept, but uh, I'm sure you can receive it just that way too. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, get all these emails. People like what we're doing. Some people don't. Knock it off. No, no, we're gonna keep. Oh, mm. really? Mm. Yeah. But well, I'm glad actually, you see like it. it our, our popularity does continue to to grow across the world and on many platforms. iHeartRadio is, is our numbers on iHeartRadio uh, podcasts are really starting to soar. Also, uh, one thing I failed to acknowledge 
when we talk about the percentages and how the show is growing on, on, on the internet and the podcast, and we talk about uh, Pandora, we talk about uh, Spotify and uh, iHeartRadio and some of the others, but we fail to recognize Firefox, the uh, mm-hmm. internet browser that turns up our show a lot of times, and our Firefox numbers are really spiking. They're really, and thank you, anybody who searched for our show or was searching for something else, as the case probably was, <laughs> and yeah. our, our show came up and you gave it a listen, um, and you liked it. So hopefully, hopefully, um, but but thank you for joining us. Wherever <laughs> you're listening to this show, uh, we've been doing this now for 18 months. This is Coast to Coast. This is the Andy and Amanda Show on Block Talk Radio. You can join our show by calling 515-605-9888. You can also join the show by sending us an email and tell us that you'd like to join it. Then we'll decide what to do after that. But anyway, tell us that you'd like to get on, and we will send you an, a link via the Internet. You know, you'll, you'll get a response from the Andy Demand Show at gmail.com. Just make sure you have a headset and microphone so you can communicate with us on the show. So you can join us that way, too. And you can listen in anytime. We have hundreds, 300 and some odd episodes, 300 and some episodes. Um, and you can go to the uh, website, andydemandyshow.com, uh, click live. If we're not live, then we'll be uh, – no. No, if we're not live, what happens? No, you're, uh, you're not, they you won't hear us. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no, we, you, you hear? I think uh, yeah. If you if we're not live, you'll you'll have access to all the archives, the most recent show, and a whole bunch of shows that preceded the most recent show. And if that doesn't happen, uh, if that doesn't happen, well, then, Houston, uh, we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. I would like. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I insist. Okay. No. Well, well, I heard there's uh, I heard there's, I heard, uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Yeah, that. Uh, what? Mm. What? Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> I um, uh, I really wanted to um, express about this this Facebook thing. You know. Yeah, That's been in I the remember news. you telling me about Wednesday show. We didn't get to do it, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's been driving me nuts because you know there's been so much going on about it, and I keep thinking about my my young niece who's recently joined Facebook, and you know she's very sensitive. And, you know, my sister's very much aware of the situation um, that she's allowed her to be on there with, you know, she, she monitors that kind of thing. And, you know, so everybody would, would have heard since Facebook, Instagram, and everything went down um, the other day. And we were, we were like, all those social media sites for various hours, I think it was about four or five hours. Anyway, you know, Twitter exploded with all these uh, tweets from people saying, ha, ah, Facebook's gone down, now everybody's running to Twitter, you know, so they've always been in competition with Facebook. But, you know, it, uh, the whistleblower um, known as Frances Hagen, or Hogan, I think her name is Hogan, um, she was on a, a program called 60 Minutes, which you're probably familiar with, and um, she's been labeled a whistleblower simply because she brought a lot of scientific data and research from Facebook to the public, and so she's blown you know, the can of worms wide open. Um, and so let me give you a rundown. So she's a former employee of Facebook, a data scientist from Iowa with a degree mm. in computer engineering and mm. a Harvard master's in business. And she mm. filed complaints with the federal law enforcement against Facebook for hiding what it knows and documented in physical research, which is that Facebook amplifies hate, violence, misinformation, and political unrest. So she she took with her private research that she photocopied in May when she quit Facebook, 
Uh, they were revealed for the first time in the Wall Street Journal, and now she's come forward to tell the public on the issues at hand. And i got to say, I don't believe this to be some nonsense or conspiracy. I mean, this lady has a credible background with 15 years in working on the social media companies such as Google and Pinterest before she moved to Facebook. Mm. So she has a lot of experience and claims, you know, what she has seen on Facebook is worse than she's ever witnessed before. So uh, Facebook were confronted time and time again about the well-being of the public versus making money. And time and time again, Facebook chose to focus on profit. And uh, many people within Facebook tried to tackle these issues on the inside um, but they ground themselves to the ground, basically, because they kept coming against them. And she said she had to get this research in a systemic way so that no one could question if this was real. So Facebook's actual research showed that hate and negativity on their platform received the most engaging responses and therefore meant that people were using and spending more time on Facebook, which meant their paid advertisements were being seen and engaged with more, thus making more money. They wrote, we have evidence from a variety of sources that speech, divisive, political speech and misinformation on Facebook and the family of apps are affecting societies around the world. Uh, Francis said, when we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content, it erodes our civic trust, our faith in each other and our ability to want to care for each other. The version of Facebook that exists today is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence. And with that, she was referring to, in 2018, the military used Facebook to launch a genocide in Myanmar. Or Myanmar. So um, Francis was hired in 2019, and she only took the job because she could work against misinformation, because she had lost a friend to online conspiracy theories, and she didn't want others to experience the pain she went through with all that, that drama, and knew the high stakes that such misinformation could cause on Facebook. So she was assigned to a civic integrity at the headquarters, which worked on risk to the election and misinformation. And apparently Facebook dissolved that area once the election was over and saw, because they saw no riots or anything major taking place. Um, and so it served its purpose and it was time to move on. Um, this made her obviously very concerned that they were not taking things seriously with the dangers the platform could harness and create. And Facebook claimed it broke down that area and distributed that service to other units. So the root of Facebook's problem was down to how they changed the algorithm in 2018. It's designed to show you on your newsfeed, when you go on there and you see all your posts from your friends and stuff, you are more likely to interact with uh, the posts that are based on previous posts you have interacted with in the past, which is probably about 100 different options that they give you. But the reality is that Facebook could show you thousands of options. Um, but the longer you engage with Facebook, the wealthier it becomes. So they always show you the ones that you're going to get the most response. So face, uh, sorry, Francis said, one of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out that content today is that it's optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction, but its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, is easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. Facebook has realized that if it makes content safer, people will spend less time on Facebook, click on less ads, and make less money. And Facebook understood the danger to the 2020 election, so it turned on safety systems to reduce disinformation. Many of those changes were temporary. They turned those settings off after the elections to return to uh, what they had previously, which is prioritizing money over safety. However, they left some security in place, but Facebook was then used on January 6th to organize the insurrection. Um, so, you know, 
to know mm. this, that they're, they're funding something, that they're wanting to get funds from various advertising sources just to make them even more successful. They don't care if you're hating each other or throwing these hateful things and, and you know, affecting people's mental health and all this kind of stuff. They don't mm. care. And that really, really mm. pisses me off. I'm sorry. It really does. Yeah, I understand. Who's the, the head of that company? Is uh, Jeff Bezos, right? He's you the... are a fucking <laughs> moron. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Oh, that Mark um, Zuckerberg. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I I used to. I, I'm not. I, you know, I'm I'm not an expert by any means in social media, and I don't. You know, I'm I'm all over the places in my music career, and I'm not responsible for a lot of that. But it's kind of full, cool to see. But um, yeah, I um I, I I'm not really. As a matter of fact, uh, truth be told, when I first actually I didn't put myself on Facebook. I don't publicist in New York who arranged all that stuff for me and yeah. uh, took literally ran I'm out touring and playing I'm uh, you know that's, that's most of you know that's my real job so I'm out there doing music and and this guy did my social media in New York and he, he was good he's pretty good and what he did is he did all my posts so he would just do posts as Andy Kimball on Facebook but it really wasn't me and I didn't know what he was writing all the time, and so people would send me questions or, hey, how do you play this or do this or could you do a YouTube video and teach how to use whatever. So he would answer them, and I'd show up for a show somewhere, and somebody come up to me, oh, man, thanks so much for, you know, I'm looking forward to you doing whatever it might be, an instructional video on the guitar of some sort. And I'd be, um, I'd be, I'm, I'm doing what? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, no, a pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I finally took it over. Obviously, I had you know, but he was good. I mean, I mean, I you know, he did a lot for me, and I I can't complain. And but the social media stuff, you know, when somebody's ghosting for you on the, uh, you know, doing all your, you know, your texting on on social media, Facebook, uh, infrared. What's the other one's called? The hot top or a tic tac, (laughs) whatever it is. All them deals. Oh, infrared um, and hot tack. I love it. <laughs> yeah, all, that. <laughs> yeah, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, the CEO of Infrared is coming up on the show. Listen, speaking of coming uh, up on the show, um, we have a um, very talented – as a matter of fact, somebody who's a very versed, I think, in the world of computers and all that and how it all works because he had a career in this for a while. But he's very talented singer-songwriter, musician, producer, yeah, uh, coffee expert. We had a great show with him earlier on coffee. And he's back joining us. He's from Hawaii. And um, without further ado, let's see if we can chime in Mr. Chet Gardner on the show live from Hawaii. Chet, you with us? It appears I have been unmuted. Ooh, hello, (laughs) Chet. (laughs) How are you, Mr. Gardner? I'm doing quite well. I'm doing quite well. I I really, uh, when that Facebook crashed, Yeah. I... I had to admit, I was actually getting online. We're we're using. I finally got dragged kicking and screaming into the Facebook swamp mm. in order to promote this book that my friend's widow and I just published. And I was getting online to to do some uh, schedule some posts because I'm the techie guy, and it was yeah. down. And I I. I I I did a search and it was crashed and I laughed mm. and laughed and laughed and then over time I've found three great responses here. Uh, first was Edward Snowden said uh, Facebook crashes and the entire world breathes a sigh of relief. 
Yes. I thought that was pretty good. It was pretty good. And then <laughs> somebody posted, somebody posted, uh, I called Zuckerberg and asked him if, if he tried unplugging it and plugging it back in again. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. And then my daughter's take which is kind of ironic because she spends way too much time on Facebook. Uh, her take was that the movie, think of a movie, and it opens in black and white with people huddled over their computers, madly, mindlessly Facebooking. Then Facebook crashes. And as they go outside to look at the world, the movie changes to vivid living technicolor. <laughs> I love it. I like that. <laughs> I rather enjoy it myself. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was yes, something. I, was, I, I don't use Facebook. I'm not on Facebook actively. I'm, I mean, I'm on – I think I've got – somebody told me I've got five or something like that. I've got multiple Facebook Andy Kimball sites, uh, and, and plus the Andy and Amanda show. Yes, you we, have. We have a face – we have a face uh, – uh, uh, face uh, – uh, Book? Yeah. Yes. The Andy Manor Show has. What's our Facebook? Uh, how do you say it? Uh, uh, the Andy Manor Show at Facebook. Page. Thank you. Page group. Yeah, what's our What's our Facebook? Uh, what do you handle? Name? Username? Whatever. What's What's well, our? Well, obviously, uh, if you're if you're on a web address, then you know, on a computer, then it's facebook.com forward slash the Andy and Amanda Show. Okay. If you're just on the app, you just search the Andy and Amanda Show, and we will pop right up. There we go. There we go. So I'm. Um, I don't really. I didn't miss it because I know I heard the news that it crashed. I didn't really give a damn because I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't you know? My car still starts. <laughs> oh <my God>. Yeah right. <laughs> you know I can still go buy a quarter of milk. You know what I'm saying? Although anyway, I hear the next the next Tesla update is actually going to be based on connection with Facebook. I no way. So if oh, Facebook crashes, then your car won't work. Oh, oh my goodness! Uh, speaking of Tesla, and I've got it. You know how I rave about Just my Tesla. I, I I figured as much, but then, you know I like this. I like that. Speaking of visualization, um, I had there's a new. We've been waiting since I got my Tesla exactly two years ago, September 30th. I took delivery of my car, so I just had a two year birthday. And when I got my car, no. I ordered I ordered the full self driving option, which at the time was six thousand dollars. Now it's ten thousand dollars. And I said, well, when's this going to come out? You know, when's this? The car is going to drive me everywhere I need to go all by itself. And that was September, and they said, "Oh, by the, by the end of the year." Okay, that was 2019. Mm. So, wow. with that option comes a lot of other things. So it's not just that; it's it parks by itself. It, you can summon it to come get you. It does it by itself, and all these things. It, you know, if you're it, it go if you're parked in your driveway and you want to advance the car into the garage, you can get out of it, and the car will just pull into the garage by itself. That kind of thing, you know. Uh, so and also you just the throw a stick into the garage and it follows it. <laughs> oh, one time I was walking around the parking lot with my phone. It'll follow my phone. It, it'll, you have a selection on the summon option on your phone, which is go to Target. So I was walking around the parking lot like a dog leash with my phone and having the car follow me. And people were just like, look, you know, the car just following me like a puppy dog. Oh, it's so cool. It was so cool. <laughs> anyway, so finally. And, and I'm, I'm in tune with all the YouTube. There's so many YouTube videos on the uh, amazing technology that this vehicle represents. It's just, just I couldn't, you know, I probably spent too much time on it during the show already. But anyway, it's amazing. So we're all waiting. Uh, us, us Tesla owners, the people who got into this full self-driving option, are waiting 
for the option where it will take you from point A to point B anywhere in the city. Right now, it does it on the highway. So if you're entering the highway, it takes it right there, and it will get you off with the appropriate exit with all interchange changes, all lane changes, going to the passing lane, going around somebody, then back to the lane again, all the kind of stuff, all by itself on the highway. It will not take you from point A to point B. If you want to go around the corner and get a pizza, it won't do that. It will auto-steer on the street, but if you want to make a turn – you know, you're known. It stops at stop signs, stops at red lights, all that kind of stuff, but it won't right. turn. Now that software has come out, and we're all excited, but here's what Elon Musk did. We can't really – there's hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Tesla owners, many of whom bought that option, which now costs $10,000. So we don't know who – you know, uh, and they record – if you opt in, you can have Tesla engineering – uh, receive reports of when your car does little poopas, little hiccups, which it does every once in a while. And it's, you know, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> what they've done is they said, we have to make sure you're a safe driver. So on your phone, we've got a new update, and you now have a safety score. So it evaluates my driving and send it to, sends it to Tesla Engineering. I don't think a person sees it. It's probably on my computer. But um, if your safety score is good enough, you will then have the ability to – we'll send you another update, which is the full self-driving, the whole kit and everything, point A to point B anywhere you go, around the corner, around, you know, across the country, point A to point B all by itself. So, um, so if I up, you know, I've got that new thing, and I'm waiting for my phone app. It doesn't say, so there's no way for me to see, see my safety score until yesterday, and I got a safety score of 94. Ooh. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. So now I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the full self-driving software update to come in. That'll take me anywhere I want to go. The car will go all by itself, and I'll give you reports accordingly on the show. I'll let you know how it does when I get that. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. It's got to be so much does fun. Does it have a little alarm that wakes you up when you reach your destination? <laughs> what does it do? No. It, um, well, right now, right now, it, it won't go to your destination. It just navigates on a highway. So if you're going from point A to point B and a portion of your trip is on a highway, it only will self-navigate, change lanes, change interchanges, go from one highway to another, which it does miraculously well. But it won't take – once you're off the highway, you get a notice that the uh, auto navigation is turning off in 600 feet, 500 feet, 400 feet, bam, and that center line that the car is following in the center of the lane goes to two blue lines on either side of the road, and it tells you it's just on auto steer right now. You've got to navigate by yourself. So it shuts off. Then what I do is, is turn the whole thing off, and I take over and you know, steer on this, on this regular piece by myself usually. Sometimes I keep an auto steer. But what, the, what I've heard in all the beta testing, there's a 1,000 owners that have, to, have been using the beta navigation system. Um, what they're doing is uh, they're evaluating it and um, – you know, they're version 11 right now because um, they had to see how it's going to do in the real world before they put this pretty complicated piece of software out there and let cars drive all by themselves. Um, yeah. So what the videos have indicated is that the car, you know, you go to your destination and it, it doesn't auto park there yet. It just kind of goes there and stops. It just, you know, no alarm. It just goes there. Okay, you're here. What are you going to do now? And that's all it does. But it's amazing. Um, speaking of Tesla, I wish I had bought Tesla stock instead of a Tesla car because I could have bought a fleet if I bought the stock at the time instead of my car. Wow. Tesla, you know, the, the stock has been uh, – and I recently bought Tesla stock. Uh, at, uh, it's going up and up and up. There's another company in China called Neo. They're mm-hmm. making 
they're the Chinese equivalent of Tesla. With you know, they're, they're newer. They, I've been on the technology. Tesla has over six billion, with a capital B, miles of data collected from drivers around the world. I mean, nobody's going to be able to touch these guys. Neo, no, here's what they did in China. So, so Tesla has a Giga factory where they're making Teslas in China and they're making batteries in China, and it's a very popular car in China. So, what does the Chinese government do? Is they say is allowed to have a Tesla. If you work for the Chinese government, you can't own a Tesla. However, you can buy our own company, Neo. So, oh. so I bought Neo, and. Neo right now is at $35.95 a share. Um, government employees in China, if they want an electric car, they buy Neos. And I'm thinking, even though the Chinese economy has taken, you know, the, there's a huge, huge, what are they called? Evinrude? No, they make outboard engines. Evan, a huge, this huge Chinese real estate company is, is going out, out of business, which is dr- dramatically affecting the Chinese economy and thereby also affecting the economy of the world. Um, and people are saying, don't buy Chinese stocks. You know, don't, don't, buy, don't invest in Chinese companies. The whole economy, there's 8 billion people in China. It ain't going anywhere. So I like stocks when they go down because that's when Andy goes in for the buy. I go in for the kill. You know, I, I soak it up. So um, Neo is one. And the other one is, I think I've talked about on the show, is a stock called Alibaba, which is the equivalent mm-hmm. of Amazon. Imagine this, Amazon, right? With four times the assets of Amazon. Right? So you can go on Alibaba. Go to Alibaba.com, and you'll see it's like Amazon. You can buy anything you want, for, and quite often for, for better prices, too. You know? um, wow. Alibaba. And I'm figuring – and people said, don't buy Alibaba. And I bought Alibaba at 160 – what was it, a share? 160, 170, something a share. And it went down when the economy was going down. And what did I do? I figured, you know what? I, I cut my losses. Okay, it's gone down. You know, nobody likes to lose money, especially if you can sit there and watch, watch you lose it. Uh, so I got out. I got out. And uh, I, here's what I did. I got out of Neo, and I got out of Alibaba because I figured this. I want them to go down. Hey, you know, I, hope, I hope they go way, way down because that's when I'm going to go ahead and reinvest and buy more shares. And, and eventually, eventually it's got to go up. You know, I'm in a rush. Yes. It'll go up. You know, it'll go up. It's like an umbrella. So, so far, my, my, my strategy, or not. My yeah. strategy is, is, is working. It's, I mean, eventually it's going to, you know, in the long-term investing in the stock market, you're good. You know, you're good. Um, and especially Alibaba, Neo, you know, they're, they're building a lot of electric cars over there. It's going to be the thing. I don't know what the requirements are going to be there, but, but Neo's, uh, Neo, Neo vehicles will be available here in the United States soon, and they will be taking Tesla for a ride. I don't, they won't be able to compete with Tesla, but some people I'm sure are going to buy them. They'll be less expensive and they'll have this similar capability. Um, anybody know what AMC is doing? Um, no. Are we talking well, about the, the stock price going up or are we talking no, what, about what, what they're what doing they're in, in the business? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so AMC, I do know that they're, they're advertising now, aren't they? they they're using um, Nicole Kidman Nicole to advertise Kidman. for them. Yeah. yeah. Yep, they got her on board. AMC, AMC cool. is is oh man, it's back down again. Damn. What? Uh, no, I'm going to say AMC could survive if they file for Chapter Eleven. Mm. Is that the latest? This is April eighth, twenty twenty. No, this is all. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh that's yeah. Because AMC, AMC, AMC doing- theaters says bankruptcy is off table for now. That's uh, January this year, 
Yeah. Well, here's AMC right now mm. is has they actually at one time they said they had a 16 billion dollar net loss, you know, a debt, um, and then they realized uh, we've talked about it on this show that six billion dollars of that was operating capital. Yeah. That's not a loss. That's, they use that to, to, to stay in business. You know, hey, okay. So they came down to the reality of the ten billion dollar. A debt, but here's what happened: as we've addressed so many times on the show, especially on our Friday shows, that uh, the re- retail and 80% of, of AMC was owned by uh, institutional investing companies, hedge funds, and so forth, and, and the Goldman Sachs, and, and, and you know, get the idea. Institutional investment companies were holding AMC, and uh, they all bet that it wouldn't make it. Like what Chet just read: "Hey, bankruptcy, it's not going." You know, especially during the pandemic, the movie theaters are closed. How are they going to survive? Yeah. Well, yeah. Reach, people like ourselves, we're all, you know, Amanda, myself, Cornell, um, of course, Lee. I think he was on the show, and he's off. I don't know. I think he's trying to join us here. I want to get Lee on the show. Lee, if you're listening, come on and join us. Um, we uh, were educated about the what a short squeeze is, and um, and it was so exciting to us, and. Um, you know, we learned about it, did the research, and figured, oh my God, you've got all these investment companies, the big movers and shakers of Wall Street, uh, borrowed shares uh, and betting on those shares. Said AMC is going to go bankrupt or going to be worth six or seven dollars a share. So then, the eighty percent of the people who actually hold those shares, of which these companies borrowed and bet short on said, we're not going to let it go down. We're going to keep buying and buying and buying and buying, and the stock prices went up and up and up and up and up. And eventually, those short-sold shares are going to have to be canceled and liquidated. It's got to happen eventually. It's got to happen. Yeah. So, and that's what, that's what a squeeze is, and we're kind of all waiting for that to happen. And in theory, it's just a matter of time for when it does, but I think at least I did. I thought it was going to happen September or October, that was kind of what I was looking at, and now it's just going up and down. And you know, I bought a whole bunch of shares of AMC. I won't disclose here how many, but I bought a lot. I bought a lot of AMC, and it didn't matter to me what the price was because I just wanted the shares. I'm buying at thirty. I'm buying thirty-one. I'm buying forty-one. I'm buying at fifty. I'm just gobbling up all these shares of AMC, and then it starts going down. And there goes Andy's investment. Just like that, makes a sound effect too. And um, <laughs> so, so, um, so I sold most of my shares, except a handful. And I figured, you know what? I want even more shares. So I hope it does go down. Same thing. I let it go down, go down, down, down. Because then I'm even going to buy more. Because when this squeeze happens, and folks like Lee and and some others we've had on the show, who you know, and research that we've done, and said, you know, there's a possibility. I don't, I don't. I'm skeptical of this. I could see it hitting a thousand dollars a share. But if you go yeah. to YouTube, and there's a lot of people who actually know what they're talking about, I don't. Um, I'll, you know, hey, I'm, learned, I'm new to this. I started this in July. What do I know, right? So, but anyway, so I'm, I'm learning and researching just like anybody else who's just getting into anything. To me, this is all new. But all the research that I've done, all the YouTubes, all the experts I've seen, the retail investors, folks who really put, I mean, I think I put a lot of money into this. There are people who put hundreds of thousands of dollars into this stock, right? And they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. They know the theories. And you can watch what they do and how they explain it. And it all makes perfect sense. And I haven't seen anybody who said – there's no research out there that says all those – the people who bet that's going to go down, they've they got to pay for their bets. It's like going to the casino, borrowing the money that you made the bet on that lost, and then saying, I don't have to pay the casino for that loan I made. Yes, you do. You've got to pay them. 
Even though you lost it, you're still obligated to pay. Same yeah. time, it's, that's a simple illustration, I know, but it, just for simplicity's sake, kind of gives you an idea of what the squeeze is. Eventually, these companies have to pay for their loss. And who owns the stock that they have to get those shares back from? We do. We own them. So as long as we don't sell them, we dictate the price of what those shares are. A thousand, mm-mm. five thousand, mm-mm. ten thousand. Now you're getting close per share. So, so you'll see this over and over and over again if you see do your research. You'll see yeah. the mother of all squeezes, the most the, the most incredible squeeze that's ever happened in our history. This thing because there's four million people who bought who own those shares that are commanding what the and they have to be bought back. How how much they're going to be sold for? And what we're counting on is the bulk of those people not being frightened by the manipulation and maneuvering that Wall Street's trying to do. And, and the people like uh, Motley Crue, Motley Crue is a band. What, what uh, Motley uh, Fool or something, the investor guy. Um, <laughs> Motley, Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Motley um, Crue. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and there's others um, that are kind of, you know, they kind of peddle the, the Wall Street line. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they'll give bad advice, but... Um, if if I if if I sold Amanda a car, I used this illustration before. And then I um, a month and a half, two months later, I go back to Amanda and say, Amanda, I want to buy my car back. I know I sold it to you for a thousand dollars. Can I, you know, I'd like it back. I made a big mistake. And Amanda says, Andy, if you want the car, it's now going to cost you ten thousand dollars. Huh. Huh. Yeah, because I'm not mean. I'm not mean, you know. But in the stock market, all those titles of the car, which are shares, have to be canceled and liquidated eventually. Now, what, whether that means that these hedge fund companies, and many of them will, don't have the funds to, to, to pay their, their bad bet. And those hedge funds, would like they happened in GameStop, which we just witnessed a, you know, a few short months ago, will be liquidated, and the DTTC and the SEC steps in and makes up for their which, – which is funded with trillions, not billions, but trillions of dollars, uh, will make good on, on all those bad bets. So between the hedge funds and the folks who, who bet short and the DTTC um, uh, and the SEC, those, those uh, shares will be uh, canceled and liquidated, and the people who hold those shares will gain – Significantly. Now, how much of a gain that will be? I, I'm I'm skeptical of what I heard. As I said earlier, some people are saying mm. ten thousand a share. Lee, last time Lee was on, he said there's a population, which I don't agree with, but he's he's you know knows more than I do. But he said a population um, that thinks shares could go to five hundred thousand dollars a share. There's a certain group of people who think it's going to go that high. No way, because that just ain't going to happen. That's all. Ain't going to happen. But if, could it go to a thousand, twelve, fifteen hundred a share? It could. So if you buy shares at forty dollars a pop, and just never look at them again until you hear about this, you know, maybe check once a week to see where it is, or once a month even, you know, just buy, you know, forty, buy a couple shares even. And so if you can buy a couple shares, you know, are you going to miss forty dollars or so? Eh, you're going to miss it. So buy a couple shares and um, sit on it. And if those shares turn around in a few months' time, and are suddenly worth fifteen hundred or ten thousand, let's say this, let's say I'm wrong and they're right, and it hits ten thousand dollars a share. And you bought them each for forty dollars each. It's not a bad payday. No, so, you know, and that's that's what we've done here on the show. Uh, we we've all you know uh, we've all become what they call apes, right? Ape the ape. Yeah. Ape ape nation, I think it's called apes. Anyway. Yeah. Something like that. Ape cinnamon, baby. Ape cinnamon. Ape cinnamon. Ape cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so, but here's here's now I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. 
Planet of they the Apes. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's what I say, and 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 Chet, you probably know more about this than I do. Tell me if you if you agree. If that happens, and, and, and most people who are more knowledgeable than me say it's not a matter mm. of if, it's a matter of when. It has to happen. These shares have to be liquidated. It's it's the law. It's got to be. Got to happen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It, it's a matter of when. I, I'm not 100% on board, but I'm 98% on board. I understand it. But here's what I think is preventing that from happening and why I think it might not. Can you imagine the devastating effect that will have on the rest of the market and all these hedge fund companies and movers and shakers? If suddenly so many of them have to – I mean that – I don't see the government as allowing it to happen. Not that they have any say. I don't know. I, I guess I'm not. I guess you got to watch YouTube and find somebody who knows what you're talking about in the matter because I, I, Here's I don't. The, yeah, yeah. Here's a piece of important information, basically. A short sale is usually time limited. Right. So it's, gotta it's be. essentially yeah. the, the guy sells, uh, uh, it borrows stock on margin for a specified time. Exactly, and the specified and amount. sells it when either the price is reached or the time period expires. Right. If it's That's the latter, when the time period expires, they have to replace that stock with whatever the price is at the moment. Right. So if they short sold it at, uh, assuming it was going to go down to $2. Yeah, I think that was about the number. Borrowed, mm-hmm. you know. 100,000 shares at $2 and the stock goes to $200 instead, they have to buy 100,000 shares at $200. And that's what happened with the GameStop thing and all yeah. that. So and they also have to pay their hosts. Yeah. And they had, they, to, they had to pay come a, up with this money. And not only that, but they also had to pay a premium to borrow the money. They have to pay, I think, a percentage, 8, 10%. So not only do they pay the stock, but they, pay, they have to pay their premium on what they what it cost them to, to make that loan of the shares. Um, well, there's and, probably a transaction charge. Yeah, I think it's ten, I think it's it's a significant number though. It, it's a healthy number, uh, and that's how the yeah. ATTC, so even if the stock is the yeah. same price, you're going to lose money if yeah. you're short selling. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If it's the same price, exactly. The only way you can make money. And that's why that's why options and you know, are so such a risky deal. It's such a risky deal. Um, because you're right. If if it goes to the same price, you still have to pay the premium. The only way you can make money is if it, if it's if your bet is significantly right on, and then you yeah. you can make a profit. But the um, and and see what the deal is because um, a lot of these the short sales on AMC occurred at around the same time period at at you know when COVID set in and AMC was closing and going to debt and. You know, boom, everybody's moving on AMC. It's got to go. Man, this is a short thing. And I understand that, wouldn't you? I would think, I would think, sure, it's a movie theater. They're all closed. 600 theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Billions of dollars in debt. How are they going to survive? Well, it's, people, well, it's, it's the retail investor, which is you and, you, you and I and, and, and everybody else who's not associated with a Wall Street company. We're, we're, we're the apes. We're the, we're the, we're the retail investors. Um, we, we bought all those shares. We own them, though. They, they, they bet you, we, we own the shares. So, um, what what's going to happen is you're going to see when this starts to happen is the AMC stock just going over a period of time because not everybody bought at the same day like like Chuck just said you know it's you, you buy it and then you have a, what they call strike date 
when that your contract your contract is over. It's done. You got to either you get your money if you win, or you got to pay your losses if you lose. Um, and they all happened at around the same time frame. So what you're going to when when the COVID happened, so you're going to start seeing this gradual but steady significant increase in what the value of because we're all holding the shares what those shares are going to are liquidate for. And what they're recommending is as you see it going up, who knows where it's going to peak? Let's say it goes to a thousand. If you bought shares at twenty nine dollars or thirty dollars. And suddenly it's at a, and you bought a hundred or five hundred shares, right? And suddenly mm-hmm. it's at a thousand a share, twelve hundred a share. Wouldn't you be tempted to say, "Hey, I'm good. Here you go. I'm out of here," right? Yeah. But what they're yeah. saying is, no, 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 no. I know it's tempting. I know it's tempting. You want to sell? Of course. That's a huge payday. Hang in. Watch what it does. Hang in. It's going to go up like steps, up, over, up, over, up, over, right? And then when it peaks, you might miss the absolute peak. Who knows? Because you might be sitting there saying, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, and then it starts going down. You say, ah, shit. But then, so what they're saying, what, I, what I'm going to do the plan is to sell incrementally as it starts going up. Not, not the lower portion of the stairs, but the, when it, the mid-range, the higher portion of the stairs. Just start liquidating my shares little by little by little. I don't know what it's going to peak. Nobody knows what the peak's going to be. It's not going to be 500,000 a share. I mean, come on, give me a break. Um, but some people would argue with me. But I, I, that's my own opinion, which I'm entitled to. So, um, yes. <laughs> whatever it's going to go up to. I, you know, I, I can see it going to, you know, I even have a hard time believing it's going to go to 10,000 a share. But, but there's a bigger population that think, Andy, you know what you're talking about. It, it can. And here's, here's why. Let me explain this to you. Let me show you the charts and the graphs and, and the theory. It can go to 10,000 a share. All right. right. Prove me wrong. I don't think it will. I hope I am wrong. I want to sell mine at ten thousand a share. Are you kidding me? I got I got a huge yes, yacht now. Be I got I got a big boat. I got a big boat. And 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 then we talked about the capital. Last time Chet was on, we addressed the uh, the capital gains issues and so forth. And Chet went over the the regulations and rules on that. So, uh, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have a tax liability if you get in and get out within the same year, which is gonna be the same rate of whatever you're paying tax on. And if you wait a year, which isn't gonna happen in the AMC thing. Hopefully not. Um, you pay maximum 15% capital gains, which is why I also bought some long-term shares. I didn't just stop at AMC. I was tempted to just put everything at AMC and call it a day and turn my computer off and don't even look. Um, and then I said, well, you know what, Tesla, um, the Chinese companies, which I got out of and then getting back into again, uh, Ford Motor. My God, Ford's going to come out with a Lightning, which is going to be the Cybertruck on steroids. Uh, that that's going to give Elon a big wow. one for his money. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Ford F-150 Lightning. If you don't, that's about folks. I'm not going to go into look it up. It's going to it's a Cybertruck on steroids. I'm telling you, it doesn't have that futuristic look. It looks like a F-150, but wow. Yeah, it's I, I like that futuristic look. If I'm honest, I mean, it just it's not very appealing to me. I look at it and think, yeah, I love yeah. the car curves and a bit of edge to it. You know. It, yeah. Just, yeah. No, not futuristic. No, 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 no. They, they think a that. bunch of farmers and ranchers are going to buy them, which could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these cowboys going to go down and get this here lightning because <laughs> uh, Joe Biden drove one and it went fast. <laughs> yeah, what's amusing, though, is the fact that we're just – we get these ideas in our head and replaced in movies. Things should look in the future. And now we're trying to recreate that because a movie – created somebody's idea in a movie is you know now we're trying to reproduce it and i just think why why can't we just move in a different direction you know what's wrong with the things we've already got yeah we keep changing the shape of cars and yeah the futuristic stuff does look pretty edgy and cool there's no doubt about it but you know do i want to 
started walking around or driving around in a world where everything looks like blocks or just these weird shapes and with nothing has true character and, and, and feeling anymore? No, I don't. Maybe that's just my age coming through now, guys. I don't know, but I don't find that I, very exciting. I was riding around with a friend of mine yesterday in his not a little, a little bit old, but it's a Toyota electric. A hybrid SUV, mm. and he was telling me. I looked on the dash there, and it says ABS needs service. <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, they want. I need to have my brakes checked, but they want forty five hundred dollars to fix the ABS, which is nothing more than a, 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 a circuit. In the olden days, when I learned how to drive." In the in the snow and sleet and, and ice, they taught us how to pump the brakes. Yeah. In order to slow down. Right. And in in slick conditions, and that's all the ABS does is it pumps right. the brakes for you. Yeah. Period. <laughs> so he's got forty five hundred dollars to to fix the ABS before they will look at his brakes. Right. So it's like I'm sitting here, and then my car. I used to set the valves on my cars and motorcycles with a feeler gauge and a wrench. Yeah. So I could do the whole valve you know, job myself. Instead, I've been waiting for two months to deliver my car to a mechanic to do it because it's shims and, and lifters and overhead cams and all this garbage. Yeah. And it's like, damn complicated. I think what disturbs me as well is it's not so much that, you know, everything start trying to look futuristic now to make us believe that we're moving in a new time and a new era and a new exciting right. place with technology. I get that they want to represent that physically. But, you know, when we were talking about the Facebook before and we said about everything, you know, people's businesses really suffered that day all social media went down because, of course, now Facebook got their fingers in so many pies with business now uh people use business mm-hmm. um through whatsapp to communicate with their customers and things like that so business is struggling now because we're relying on the internet and social media and when we have something go down boom everything starts losing money we have all these problems they're talking about moving landlines to the internet so everything's going to be online every single thing is going to be online the way your car Drives and moves will be all done online eventually. And so with everything being online, your house, you know, your, your lights being turned on, you can do online. Your security locking your doors can be done online. So if the system goes down, basically we're all screwed because we've got nothing that doesn't exist online anymore. So Well, like, and then the other part is... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 carry on. The, the other, other part... The other part is that uh, that uh, that girls are better at programming than most of the guys working at the companies. Yes. So, you know, you put your whole house online and your car online, and you're going to see yourself waiting to reach your destination, and instead you're going to drive off a bridge. Yeah. And then, then the, the, your front door is going to go, or back door is going to go. A click and open so the burglars can come in. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I would not I would not do that. 
Yeah. I don't want my refrigerator hooked up to the internet. I mean, you know, I'll, well, I'll yeah. go to get dinner and everything's all rotten. You can have your your uh, microwave hooked up to the internet now on Wi-Fi and things like that, and it's just like really. Well, what was wrong with just well, pressing so a few buttons? The, I've been in the computer business since 1965, <laughs> and and and. You know, the the saying we have is, to err is human, to really fuck up, use a computer. Yes. <laughs> mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. That's so true. It's scary when you think about it, though, because it's true. If, if the whole system went down and everything in this world starts relying on that alone to function, our homes, our cars, every single thing we use, then we'll, we're going to be without anything that works anything unless we've kept something that's really old school that you can sit there and wind it up by hand you know <laughs> um you know i think we're coming to that that time when we live in more dangers now than we ever have done and technology is becoming a very dangerous thing um and we need to be very yeah, careful i still i still, I still keep my yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I still keep my wind up TV just in case, you know. <laughs> yeah. We I need have, a wind up um, handle on me. <laughs> yes, Sally. We have. I'm um, trying to get the. Here we go. We got it now. Hey, we're back on. We have uh, Lee Van Dusen. Lee, are you with us here? Hey, hey, Ooh. hey! <laughs> That's a man. Hey, in my radio family. <laughs> Great to have okay. you back on board here. Yes, man. How you doing? We, we're we're just dove uh, dive dove into this AMC time frame. What's going on? The prices going on. And the AMC stocks going down. Then look, it's going up again. That's going down again. And um, you know, GameStop and all these other things. But uh, we were kind of like uh, winging it and said, I know he's going to be back here. So I got you back on the show. I'm glad that you're uh, joining us here on our Friday Andy and Amanda program. Great to have you back with us again. Absolutely. How you doing, Lily? How's How are you guys? We're doing. Oh, we're good. We're doing. We're good. We're doing. We miss um, you, dude. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I miss you guys. No. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, on vacation last week. <laughs> I heard. I was. I, I was, was like, "Where is this man? Where is he? I'm going to be probably be jealous because he's <laughs> off in some sunny place somewhere, laughing yeah. it up." <laughs> we came on. I was waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, I just had to say, uh, "I want you to get up now." I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yes. <laughs> I do that regularly. Where Usually when Lee? it rains. Where is Lee? And all these questions. <laughs> yes, I was I was off gallivanting in Catalina. We were doing uh it's called uh wow. Buccaneer Days. Ooh, wow. So, uh, yeah, so so the whole island, you know, off the coast here, uh in two harbors, they turn it into like a pirate's cove. Oh so, my goodness! Uh, we, went, we went over there. With, you know, we shipped up and <laughs> went over there. I had like five different costumes, and it's like all this cosplay. Oh my gosh, it was a blast. Oh. That sounds so much fun. I'm just, oh, wow. I would love that. You needed a break from the financial world. I had to turn into a fucking pirate. <laughs> he, he did go over there. He, he did go past, he, and after a result of all it that. did not uh, produce a better life for people. No, it did not. Uh. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so well, I'll try good. to today. Yeah. Oh, well, bless you. Good man. We, we, even look at, we even look at the shares and stocks, and it's going down even more, $37.20 now, AMC Holdings. How are we doing this, AMC? What's your take? This is This is like... You know, it's been playing sideways like this for, I'm going to say, like almost three weeks now. I feel like it's just been just, you know, leveled off like this. But what you don't realize is that there's just more and more holders. So this game that they keep playing by by keep shorting and and naked shorting, you know, specifically, it's just growing. I mean, we're playing it sideways, but there's still more numbers. So they're, they're not shutting down the dark pools. They haven't done that. So now there's like <laughs> we own like two thousand percent of the float as it is right yeah. now. It's like ridiculous. Woo! Something's gonna give at some point, and nobody knows when that's gonna happen. But let me yeah. ask you a question: Couldn't they do this indefinitely? Just keep playing that game. Just keep just keep playing the game. Just until it goes if, to something. If amazing. we play the game as long as they play the game, they are hemorrhaging money. We're not. <laughs> There's a difference here. So, you know, we're we're betting what we're comfortable betting. We're putting in what we're comfortable putting in, and we're strong. I mean, we're strong mm-hmm. as shit. <laughs> you know, like, and we've been getting kudos from all of the, the major, you know, major investors are like, these fucking apes, man. I got to give these guys credit. It's like, no matter what the market does, they just buy more. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, in the market, you know, to these people, it doesn't make sense. So, to answer your question, if they have an infinite amount of money, they could do this forever. But laws have to come out. Lawsuits have been filed, like many lawsuits, like probably, <laughs> I mean, hundreds that I know of, probably into the thousands of lawsuits that have been filed over this thing now. Is <laughs> It's astronomical. So, you know, to answer your question, yes, if they have an infinite amount of money, they can, they can do this for as long as they want. If somebody like the SEC steps in or the DTCC margin calls them or something has to give here or else they can just keep doing this. So if nobody checks these people, which, you know, they are, they are checking them now. It's just taking longer than everybody is, you know, hope, but Mm -hmm. they're, they're in checks. So basically, you know, once these lawsuits come or once the SEC says, Hey, you can't do this anymore. And they got to get caught for naked shorting. It's illegal. So at some point, <laughs> something has to happen to these people. And when that happens, there's so many different factors of how this squeeze can happen. But at the end of the day, you know, what you have to know is, is AMC is strong completely no matter what. They don't have extra mm-hmm. shares. We denied it. Even if this goes to January or however long this goes, it's just going to go until something mm-hmm. changes. So, you know, our side is just, you know, we're, we're apes, but we're acting bullish as shit. <laughs> we're not selling. <laughs> we're just pushing, 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 and they're faking, faking, faking. And, and you know, eventually something's got to change here, and we'll all be there when it does. Yeah, wow. eventually. But, um, yeah, but here's the question I have. And this is what we did just before you joined us. We were talking about this a short while ago. If you know, when this, if this, well, let's just say when it happens, they say okay, it's going, to, it's going to happen eventually. When it happens, um, the effect 
overwhelmingly on the market and the economy is going to be humongous in a negative sense. Don't you think? It's, 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 at this a, point, a, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm almost afraid for the market at this point. <laughs> I'm yeah, really yeah. afraid for the market at this point because you've got, you've got so much money into this. You know, <laughs> I don't even know how many, like, let's just say, what do we think we have? We've got uh, conservatively five to eight million apes in on this stock. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if everyone owns, I don't know, 10, 10 shares, 50 shares, mm-hmm. 100 mm-hmm. shares, last I heard, you know, the, the average was anywhere from 75 to 100 shares each. So if you've got 5 to 8 million people that own 100 shares each and they're $36 a share, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever the median price is, that yeah. is ridiculous money. So you've got all this money in this that is just going to weigh all on one side. And mm-hmm. it's just going to crash everything. There's there's no way to sustain after this except for, you know, back this was like news months and months ago. The DTCC was like, "Yeah, we'll cover it. It's all good. Just go ahead and close out your positions. We'll cover it. We got you." And they didn't <laughs> everyone is everyone's saying yo just just call the spade a spade we lost we'll cover you we will bail you out and they're not taking it they're not doing what they're supposed to do and they're not getting in trouble for it so kudos for them playing this fake ass rigged game <laughs> but, 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 they, but they gotta pay at some point but here's the yeah question. yeah if if they don't if they're not forced to pay and they have the cash, and they're huge. These hedge, multi-billion-dollar companies and hedge funds, yeah. White, and they have the cash. They have, they have money, um, and the government doesn't do anything to 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 force this issue, which will in, in provide an impetus for this squeeze, because the government knows the devastating effect this is going to have on the market in general. Maybe the government is going to stand by and just say, you know what, let it play out. Whatever happens, happens. Because if we get in and we force this issue. It's doomsday for the economy and doomsday for Wall Street. So, because as well, you said, it's, you know, it's that's, that's kind of where it's yeah, it is so heavily one-sided. So, you know, that's kind of where you got to think of it. At, you know, from the government standpoint, is like, okay, so you know, we are going to make you know <laughs> trillions, potentially trillions in capital gains when this happens. You know, all these people have this money, and you know, we're going to make trillions of dollars. And then maybe we can, you know, flood that back into the market somehow. But if, you know, if their trillions of dollars that they make isn't, you know, they're taking, you know, like 1.5 trillion in reverse repo, you know, mm-hmm. this is what they're doing on a daily basis. So that's not, it's nothing to them. So really, you know, <laughs> the economy and, and the whole world, you know, the whole market, uh, mm-hmm. I think is more important to them. So they've got to handle this delicately because they're like, well, you know, we need to, everyone's saying we need to structure the squeeze. So that's what yeah. like the latest is, is let's see if we can structure this so it doesn't kill everyone else. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the, fact of the, the fact of the matter is, is that they've been killing us for, you know, so long now that now it's, it's our turn. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. get to you don't get to keep doing this and everything's going to change after this and, and I I personally have just I just 
stepped aside. And what I've been doing is I've been doing uh, crypto. So I, I switched right. over to crypto cryptocurrency side of it, and mm-hmm. I invested in a coin called SHIB, uh, mm-hmm. S-H-I-B. So um, have you S-H-I-B? heard of Dogecoin and that whole shit? phenomenon? What, what's it called? S-H-I-B or T? What was that? Shit. Yeah, shitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't get shit all for your money. <laughs> I, I, crypto, I got shit. And this thing's worth a You I give me money, much... I give you shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I've heard a lot about it. That I started to so I think, right? Hmm? What's that? Again? That's the prequel to the Shits Creek series. That's yeah. how they yeah. made their money before they lost it. Yeah. Shits Coin. Shits Coin. <laughs> You know, someone's going to come across Shit Creek one day and they're going to become very rich because everything seems to go up there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cryptocurrency. I've heard a fair bit about that. And a friend of mine's been, well, is actually making some sort of success off cryptocurrency, um, which is fascinating. I'm up like like 288% in a week right now. Whoa. Wow! By buying yeah. the ship, shit, whatever it's called, the ship, the whatever it is, it, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you ready? You ready for this number? I oh. bought thirteen point four million coins. <laughs> what? Whoa! Thirteen point four million. Yep, shares essentially. Yep. <laughs> Holy, Holy moly! Crap. Holy crap! So this this thing, the <laughs> Holy shitcoin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Holy the ultimate high-tech oh, team. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy crazy. So, so it's tr- it's trending right now. So um, Dogecoin, you know, I don't know if you guys heard of this, but Dogecoin, it's like a pump and dump. You know, you everybody puts money into it. The stock rises, everybody makes money, and then they just drop it all, and then the people that lose, lose. That's yeah. exactly what this is. They're they're Honestly. claiming to be, you know, they're claiming to be the next Dogecoin, which you know, Dogecoin is only like twenty two cents a, a coin, which mm-hmm. is you know, if you got enough shares in it, it is a shitload of money. So, you know, I'm looking at you know, this is like less than a penny stock. This is if it goes to a penny, you know, I'm looking at like one hundred and forty thousand right now. If it goes to a dollar, I'm looking at thirteen point four million. So. <laughs> Holy crap. And, and it's, it's cheap enough. It's cheap enough to get into. So, um, you know, I just I just put put some money into it, and and it's trending right now. So that's what I'm doing. Is I'm just watching trends. I see it advertised all over my phone, all over my social media. Ship, 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 ship. I'm like, well, if if I see it that much, that means everybody else is seeing it that much. Let me put some money in it, and then when it pumps it up, and I'll sell when they, you know, when they're ready to do it. What platform can see do you it. buy this? Uh, because Fidelity Investments, your stock, a lot of these companies it's don't called, do it. Uh, sure. It's it's called Coinbase. Is the easiest Coinbase. one, the most user-friendly. Yeah, Coinbase.com. They have an app as well. Uh, it's, okay. it, it's very, very, very simple. And, we, uh, you know, they they got all kinds of stuff. Amanda and I have tossed this idea around. We would like to introduce the Angie and Amanda show coin. We will sell it for one million dollars. Yeah. And just say we have a coin. Here you go. How many how many do you want? 
<laughs> you, you'd, be, you'd be surprised how easy it is to actually make one. Like, ridiculously easy. You guys could make a coin. I could come on next week and you could have a coin already. Like, your own platform. It'll have Amanda's face on one side and, and uh, yeah. Andy's <laughs> rear end on the other. Is that... <laughs> That's insane. There's a real shit coin. Maybe we should tell the press because I, you know, the, the, absolute, the absolute best idea for getting rid of all this uh, de- debt nonsense, U.S. debt. Mm-hmm. The absolute best idea is to strike a few one trillion dollar coins, which the U.S. could do. This is entirely legal. Yeah. Mm. And so they could, you know, make twenty one trillion dollar coins with Amanda's face on one side and <laughs> Andy's butt yeah, and on like, the other. Retire yeah. <laughs> almost all of the federal debt, and they wouldn't need any debt ceiling or any of that crap. And they could legally oh. do this tomorrow at the Fed, and and why don't we just do it? Hell with them. Yes. Well, <laughs> you need to be the government. Oh, oh dang it! You need to be the executive oh. department of the federal government or Congress. I don't know which one can do this. Probably Congress mm. could pass a mm. law in an hour oh, that's and just get rid of the entire that. federal debt. But they love the federal debt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, without the federal debt. Well, well, that, that's, a, that's yeah. about to get raised right now. Yeah. Yes. Well, there are two reasons why they love it. There are two reasons why they love it. They've they're been paying for the war machine on the credit card for years. Mm-hmm. They like it that way, and they hide the real cost of war. And the other is, is the people making money on the federal debt are rich people. Yeah, I, I bought Lockheed stock after 9-11 and did really well with it at that time. Yeah, figured we'd go to war with somebody. The, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the people who buy, you know, the federal debt. Oh, right, you know, right. You know, they yeah. buy a treasury bond, and they get yeah. paid an interest on it. And yeah. and so the taxpayer pays the interest, and there you go. That's, that's the reverse it's repo. another scam. That's, that's, that's literally the, the reverse repo. That's That's what they do. Yeah, they mm. do it on a daily basis. <laughs> and mm. it yeah. just keeps getting higher. So you you know that's what we we all have been looking at this and it's like every single time that we buy more we're in more we're in more they just keep hiding money here give it to the feds we'll pay the interest on it okay look we don't have it okay now give it back <laughs> <That's simple. laughs> look we don't have all this money we don't we don't know what you're talking about okay now give it back we're good <laughs> and it's 1.5 trillion right now so it's like that's a lot of fucking money <laughs> yeah to just be hidden nowhere it's just nowhere it's, it's in their hands we're good yeah. Mm. Wow. Half of what the billionaires made on COVID. Wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lee, I have a question for you. You're getting back to AMC. It's mm-hmm. 37 over just 37.19 right around there right now. Um, good time to buy. What you think? It's, or, or Absolutely. Wait, is it going to go down? Is it going to go down lower? Well, it's no, I know you don't, but you're not a soothsayer. We're, we're, we're just, more. we're just sitting, we're just sitting in this, we're sitting in this level. We're, we're testing, we're testing high, we're testing low, we're, we're just hanging right in, in this, you know, in this deal. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I think it almost, it did end. Let me see. Oh, we're at thirty-seven nineteen. Yeah, I mean yeah. we're hanging in there between thirty-five and forty. Um, 
it's it's a, a fantastic time to buy for me. I mean, that's where I was going with this whole coin, you know, and cryptocurrency. So what I've been doing is is I take the money, my gains from that, and I put it in AMC. So now I'm not taking my hard-earned money and putting it in AMC. <laughs> now right. I'm taking my gains and I'm putting it in AMC, so my money's working <laughs> yeah. for me. This is how rich people do it. <laughs> as a matter of, my money's as, working for me. I'm not working for the money. <laughs> right, right. Like as it. a matter of as a matter of strategy, I mean, I know you, the market opens up, and we're uh, you, you and I both we are in uh, California, so I'm at like at f- I'm up at five thirty in the morning. Uh, gives me a half hour to see what's gone, who's talking about what, what you know, what what the so to speak um, retail pros are saying about how the market might take shape for that day. And when the bell rings, bam! And I, I usually watch the first twenty minutes without. I've made a couple of exceptions. Like I tell you about the stock I bought, which has really been phenomenal, and I made that exception on that stock. But um, usually I wait twenty minutes. I see what's going to, what's what, what the trends are. What's and it's hard to you know the first twenty minutes, half hour. That's not a, you can't really use that as a basis for how the day might go. But do you think AMC? And I know you're not. You know, there's no you have no basis of knowing this to be a fact. But just on a hunch, your gut instinct and what you witnessed, and you've been doing this a lot longer than we have. Um, do you think that AMC is going to get like thirty-seven one nine? Like if I want to buy more, do you think just hang out and wait? We'll probably go to thirty-five, thirty-four, then buy, or do you think it's going to go back up in the forties and live there for a while? What, what, what's your get, any way of knowing just based on what's been I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see a reason. I don't see a reason that we're going to spike up unless something major happens. So. We're kind of like in a holding pattern, so uh, think of it as you land on the tarmac on a plane, and you're mm-hmm. just going around in circles, and you're just waiting for you know one to the open gate. up, and sometimes yeah. that takes forever. It feels like a lifetime in that plane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. where we're at now, so you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like um, I, I obviously I just keep putting more money into it, so obviously I believe in it. And, you know, if, if you're saying to anyone, is this a good time to buy? Well, I bought in at 57, and, and yeah, I'm yeah. still happy with that. So I bought in all around the spectrum. So it, yeah. I'll, I'll reiterate to everyone listening, it's not about how much the stock price is. It is about how many shares you can own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how okay. many shares you all can right. get your hands on is the most important mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, cause I'm figuring. I want to. I've, I've bought shares. I've sold them off. Bought more at a lower price. Bam! I don't really care. You know, I, I just want, as you're saying, I want the volume of shares. I don't really care what they are per share. I want as many shares yeah. as I can own. So what I've done, as I was saying earlier, um, is I bought a, a huge amount of shares, and I sold most of it off when I'm starting. I'm losing. You know, hey, I'll just get out of it now. Let me see how low this thing is going to go, and I'll even buy more shares than I had before, right? Which I did. Which I did, right. but I still don't. I still don't have the original amount of shares I had, but um, but I'm looking. I want to get back in there again and get that number way, 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 way up. And I'm just trying to think when is the best time to do that? Because right now I'm down, like you're down. I'm down too. But the question is, um, at what point should I just wait to see what next week is? Uh, yeah, I don't. Put- I don't. I don't play with I don't play with the AMC like that just because you know if if I sell off you know and I'm like oh I made some profit I made a couple thousand dollars and let me let me mm-hmm. let it come back down and I'll buy back in and buy it again mm-hmm. it's risky mm-hmm. as shit because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. this is this is why you're investing in the first place this is why you you know you know anything about this is because of the AMC right. squeeze so exactly you yes. know. I don't I don't mess with it. The only thing I do is I play other options, I play other deals, and then I just buy okay. more AMC. 
because gotcha. it, you know it, you don't want you don't want to get stuck like they're going to get stuck to where no. <laughs> you sell off a whole bunch squeeze happens and then you're like well shit okay you well yeah. you know i made my yeah. i made my 5 10,000 you know pat myself on uh-huh. the back you know and then everybody else yeah. made millions nope i ain't right. doing it <laughs> right. got it uh, especially not after stock- 9 months of this bullshit man 10 months now <laughs> holy crap yeah. um one uh, Tesla, I've done really well with Tesla, really well. Um, even when it goes down, I'm still way up, and it's at seven eighty five point forty nine now. I think I bought it at seven twenty or something like that, whatever. Um, and also another s- stock which I bought before I ever knew what it was. I just looked at the I, I looked at the uh, symbol, and I saw what it was doing, and said I'm getting in on that. Bought it, and then I went did my research and figured and learned what I just bought. Um, but a company which I've done really well with, really, really well. I made over right. $12 a share per share, a bunch of it, Comp- and it's going up, right. up, 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 up. The company's called uh, – the symbol is X-E-N-E, Xenon Pharmaceuticals, Inc. The symbol is X-E-N-E. I've done incredibly well with that. They're stock. always going to make money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you best farmer. Neo, You're good, I, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Unless I, I we got, get cinema out of the way. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I got uh, Get into the Neo. Out I, got, of the way. <laughs> I got into yep. Neo. I got out of Neo. Then I got back into Neo. I've done well with my second time around. Um, another one is um, Marin so- M A R I N Software. Well, it's kind of going down right now. I think I did okay with that one. It looks like it's going down, but I'm still up. Uh, M R I N is a symbol. And, and these are just. Well, I look at the news every morning. I look at the stock news. I get on. The, as I said, I get up super early in the morning. I see what's going on. What, 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 what I created people a monster. You, oh, you did. And I, I love it. Now, now I, I must say, if it weren't for AMC, I'd be way up everywhere. But I bought so much AMC, which is down, that I'm actually negative for the first time. I was I was up 31 percent for a while. I was like, this is amazing. And now I'm down. Only because AMC, but I don't really care. As we were saying earlier, I, I let, it, let it do what it does. But I, I do want to buy more AMC. You know, I want to buy more. The question is, if I'm going to buy more, I might as well get it at the best price I can. You know, just like that. You know. Well, that, well. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. thing with the stock. That's the thing with the stock market. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I was in on. You know, like I said, I'm I'm in I'm in on the crypto side of things. Uh, you know, as mm-hmm. well as stock is. You know, of course, but you mm-hmm. know. You don't you don't really know. So you're just you are just gambling. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they just did uh they pumped it, they pumped this shit up. I I made mm-hmm. you know, I had like three hundred and fifty percent uh you know, mm-hmm. it was up. And then well, I saw the dump coming and I'm like, Well, you know, I could sell and then get my gains and then come back in mm-hmm. when it's low. But mm-hmm. you, I don't know, you know, like you just don't mm-hmm. know because I'm thinking this thing is going to spike because it's trending. Like it came up in popularity, like like mm-hmm. nobody's business. It went from yeah. you know the 25th most popular coin last yeah. week to it was in you know to 10 of 10th most popular mm-hmm. coin. There's mm-hmm. thousands and th- tens of thousands of coins out there, and just this one little one that's just saying, hey, we're just like Dogecoin. It doesn't mm. mean anything. It's just a trend. <laughs> so well. I'm just following the trend. <laughs> but I don't want to be caught. I don't want to yeah. be caught, you know, selling this thing, and then it spikes yeah. all the way up, and I think that it's going to do that. It's uh-huh. the same kind of thing with AMC. I don't want to be okay. caught, you know, not holding the shares when it happens. So, you right. know, I just keep putting it yeah. in. Wow. If you walk into my house, I got a great big sixty-inch whatever is TV. All you see on those on the big screen TV is all these stock charts. AMC, this one things going up and down. I will see. Walk in, I'm, I feel like uh, I should be uh, <laughs> running around with a, with a ticker tape in my hand. Buy, buy, sell, sell. Running around my living room, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bites with Nakona beer. <laughs> bye, sell, bye, bye. Take a seat, bye, sell, bye. <laughs> I, w- I want to get a big New York Stock Exchange ticker across my living room wall, you know, at the top of the ceiling with all the numbers going by, like Wall Street. You know? There you go. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can just see that happening. to a new level, man. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Shit, Lee. We're going to be hanging out on y- Andy's yacht before mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'd be, I, this has been. Well, first of all, it's a great learning experience. I've never done this before, like I'm doing it right now. And I've got, you know, I, I took, I took an amount of money that I can afford to lose if I lost it all. If I, you know, if I didn't have that cash, would my life change? The answer is no. So I'm not being stupid. I mean, would I, would I want to lose money? Don't get me wrong. Hell no. I mean, I, you know, I can buy a whole lot of guitars and other stuff with that cash. I can go visit Amanda in London and take her out to first class meals every night. Ooh. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> About time you take your radio wife out for a dinner, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I'm half expecting a fish sandwich, but you never know. <laughs> she, she's just hoping for a fish sandwich at this point, man. <laughs> yes, this is true. And a tasty cake. And a tasty cake. I've been waiting for a tasty cake. <laughs> Folks, but, uh, we'll say it live here. Cornell is never giving us tasty cakes. You know, I, I'm yeah. awesome forever. I know why though. I, we found out why. It's because of the um, it's the, the Chinese. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, always, folks, you got to remember. Uh, the main uh, thing is, is to get plenty of advice. Yes. Which is why you're all tuned in. Yeah. But it's, oh, speaking of that, yeah. we, we are not we are not advice. Work for we're him. Not, not financial we're, advice. <laughs> we're not. This is not financial advice. We are not advisors. We're not licensed to do any of this. I don't even know what we're doing on the show. Anyway, um, but we're not even fiduciaries. Uh, yeah, we're not even. We're nothing. So, folks, we're not giving any kind of official. Don't take what we say here as any kind of financial uh, authorities because we're not. You know. But um, yeah. anyway, the the. Uh, uh, you know, this has been great for me, and and if it weren't for AMC, <clears throat> if it weren't for AMC, I'd be up right now. No, but oh, I I need I we need to we need to make a stidbit like a little a little segment and cut that little segment out when the squeeze happens, and I want to replay it on the air. If it weren't yes. for AMC, <laughs> <laughs> I want to replay that. We need to cut that little part out. Oh, I still want to hear that afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it. I, I can do that. I, I'll do that. I'll cut, I'll cut that out. I will. I'll, I'll hold that. Uh, good, neat, neat, neat idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to go further into the, to the red because I'm buying more AMC. Yeah. Question is, I'm, I'm going to buy a whole bunch more. I'm, I'm, I'm right with you there. I, you know, it's just a matter of how many shares you have. Because you can't look at the AMC squeeze as, as normal long-term investing. And these other shares I'm talking about, I'm not going to do anything with. I don't care what they do. I don't care if it looks, holy crap, get out of this now. I'm holding on to them for at least a year um, and, and long-term because I, I don't have any investments in anything. You know? So you know, why not? Right. Keep it in there. You know, it's like real estate. Long-term, long-term, you're going to do okay. And the market is, is you know, you're going to do okay. If you look at the long term, you know, it's we're gonna do okay. So I'm looking at a year. I don't I don't see know. this thing coming below thirty two. I really don't. I don't see it co- coming below thirty two. No. If if it does come below thirty two, just know that they're pushing 
with everything they got, and it might be a final stand scenario because mm-hmm. <laughs> if they can push it below 32 and get into 29 area, oh. it's like last stand. I mean, it's like last stand. And I, I don't see them being able to do that, but if they do do that, mm-hmm. that'll be your indicator shit's about to pop off. If this thing goes to 29, I'm going to put – I'm betting the hammock on it, you know? I can't. I don't have the hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting my hammock. I'm putting the hammock on my twenty and the twenty nine. Yeah, you know? That's the only thing I own. Um but um yeah, so that would be amazing. I mean I would buy a whole bunch of twenty nine. I really would. If it that's 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 you know, almost what, uh, thirty seven. That, so that's, you know, that's what eight, frustrates eight, them so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better not go to 29. You go to 29, you guys are going to be hurting. As a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put the opposite of what they want to hear. <laughs> I'm going to put a oh, limit yeah. buy in at 32. I'm going to put a huge limit buy at 32. Uh, that's smart. It's smart because yeah. I, I think that that's the lowest you'll see it go. And yeah. like I said, if it goes lower, then hell yeah, game on, bitches. Yeah, Daddy's coming I think in with his big old wallet to smack you, bitches. Let me let me look. I've got. Let me see what I got here to spend: twenty-seven cents, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty cents, thirty-one cents, thirty-one cents. I've got. How much? Let me see what that'll buy me here. All right, thirty-one cents. I can't even. Uh, I can even buy a fish it'll sandwich. Buy you, uh, it'll buy you <laughs> five hundred, five hundred thirty-two thousand shares of shipcoin. We should, we should know. <laughs> Um, it, Adam Adam Aaron is now daring people to try to short AMC Entertainment stock ahead of the highly anticipated release. That's what Jim oh. Kramer said on Friday show. He basically oh just, hell yeah, you know what I mean. Um, uh, they're saying uh, he said he, that publicly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh yep. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man, Adam Aaron. That's what we, uh, we've been saying this the whole time. If you if you exactly. doubt it, go ahead and short it. <laughs> he, took, he took the twatter. What's it called? Um, uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, what's a, what's twatter? What uh, you know? What's uh, Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I like twatter better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he took to that uh, social social uh, what do you call it there? Medium, whatever it is there, social thing platform. And uh, yep. he says, I've been playing chess while detractors – this is Adam Eric. I've been um, playing chess while detractors play checkers. On the weekend that James Bond's number time, No Time to Die opens in the U.S., it feels more like AMC is playing three-dimensional chess to the naysayers. I say it loud. Whoa. <laughs> Kramer noticed, noticed that 80% of AMC entertainment stock ownership comes from individual investors, that's what we've been saying, as opposed to institutions. The current valuation makes sense, Kramer said. Co-host David Farber asked Kramer how he could argue that AMC entertainment current valuation makes sense. Kramer responds, I'll tell you how I make that judgment. If you wanted to sell 5,000 shares right now, you could get it. So it makes sense to me. Kramer responded, Adam Aaron is playing offense. Don't go against Adam Aaron. AMC price action. AMC wow, Entertainment what a has, turnaround. <laughs> AMC Entertainment has paid <laughs> as high as $72.62 and as low as $1.91 over 52-week period. The stock was up 0.05% at 38.16 at the time that I just – that's the publication I just read from. So Ooh. he's he's putting his he's putting his oh my gosh he's got to eat his words now. 
He's been the naysayer this entire time, Kramer. <laughs> he's, he's, he's going back on his word. He's like, well, I was wrong. <laughs> no, guess what, guys? I, I'm all about AMC now. This is great. <laughs> he's been shitting on us. He's been shitting on us from day one. He was the one that said this this stock is not worth more than a dollar. It's a dollar stock. Come on, you idiots! Like no one thinks that the valuation of this is over a dollar. He's the one that's saying this, and now he's like, oh, yeah, I'd bet with AMC if I were a betting man. <laughs> <laughs> he changed his bullshit to 52-week period is what the deal is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. That's awesome it's to a- see somebody going back on their words like that. Wow. Mm. Hey, I'm gl- gl- glad to see GameStop on the rise. Um I bought in at 197. It's at 172.68 right now, but it's up 0.56 or up uh, 0.33% on the day. So GameStop's trending up. I bought BBIG a while ago. They're saying that was going to be a short squeeze. It never happened. I took a little bit of a beating on that. Not a big one, a little little beating, but I got out of it. Uh, Lucid Group. Everybody heard of Lucid Group? Let's see over here. Yeah, a little technical issue. Okay, we're back. Yes, you got Andy back here. And uh, Amanda's going to come back in. We had a little technical network issue here. But anyway, I'm back. I want to finish what I was saying um, uh, regarding the Lucid Group. Lucid's making um, or going to be delivering in the pretty near future, I think, uh, EVs, electric vehicles, similar to Tesla. Very nicely designed. The interiors look exquisite. Actually, the cars have beautiful lines, too. They're going to range from prices starting uh, at about 70, what are they saying, $77,400. Uh, 1,111 horsepower, max horsepower, 520 mile range. Oh my goodness, um, it's gonna be. They're gonna be nice cars. And um, so anyway, I their stock can be had right now. I think it's around 20. I think it's um, about 24 dollars a share right now. And um, that's um, you know that's a, a car I would look at uh, or a company I would look at investing uh, in now because I think in this they're going to give uh, Tesla. Um, a, a competitor, very, very worthy competitor here in the U.S. Um, they're going to have the longest range, the fastest charging luxury electric car in the world with incredible horsepower and an unrivaled range, again, of 520 miles per charge. No car has ever been able to do that, all packed into a very elegantly efficient design inspired uh, by California. And it's called Lucid, L-U-C-I-D. You can look them up and check out their stock prices because imagine if we all knew what was going to happen with Tesla way back when. I've got friends that bought Tesla when they were just in a few dollars per share, $10, whatever it was, and sold it recently to get an idea of what how, how well they did. So I'm not, again, I'm not an advisor. I don't know what Lucid stock's going to do, and I don't even know what they're, what they're what's going to happen with the cars or if they're going to get them out. For, I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Looking at what they're doing, looking at the orders they've accepted already, they're, they are uh, up and uh, they're going to be producing these cars and getting them out pretty soon. So, uh, you know, if you, I don't know if it's going to be a Tesla re, rerun or repeat, but it might be something close. I don't know. I don't know. Do your own research, figure it out yourself, see what you think. But anyway, uh, it might be an opportunity. That's all I'm saying. So, um, we are way over our allotted time. Um, here well, I don't know how we're still doing this but we are I guess the podcast we're still a podcast so uh that being said I think we should get the heck out of Dodge enjoy the weekend I want to wish everybody a real safe happy healthy weekend here and uh and please if you haven't been vaccinated yet please do just come on you know really I, I don't just please do and uh, be safe and um 
and we'll see everybody on the Monday show uh, where we're going to talk um, I think we'll talk about uh, the Adams Family if I'm not mistaken we're going to do behind the scenes we've been trying to get that segment into our show for a week now we're finally going to get to it I believe on Monday uh, and, and we'll take it from there so Amanda with um, without further ado why don't you do what you do get us out of here have a great weekend folks we'll see you on Monday Okay, so on behalf of my wonderful co-host Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself Amanda Love here in the UK, thank you to Lee Van Dusen, the epic ape man flying to the moon, baby, for joining us on Friday's show, talking about AMC and the stock market. Thank you again to Chet Gardner for joining us. He's awesome. And uh, we hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. And um, Catch us on Monday. We're going to be talking about the Adams Family TV series, Behind the Scenes. Some interesting facts. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, join us then. Have a great one. We love you guys. Thanks for listening and take care. Bye-bye, folks. We'll see you Monday.